Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here with a word. You already know, you know what she here for. She here with a word. But um, we're going to just get this word started. It's not no even no but. We're about to get this word started. This Lord gave me this word last night. And the Lord was talking to me about bearing fruits. Now, we know that there's fruit in the flesh and there's fruit in the spirit, child. And I'm first, I'm going to take you there. Because I really feel like we need to get this solid. We got to understand that our flesh bears fruit and our spirit bears fruit. So let's go to Galatians chapter... Um, let's go to Galatians chapter 6 real quick. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest death and decay from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we do not give up, if we don't give up. Therefore, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So... What I really want to take out of that for you right now is that, um, wait, let me find a verse. Let me find a verse. Uh, where the verse at? Oh. Sorry. Verse 8. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest death and decay from that sinful nature. Okay? So God is speaking today that it's time for you to step out your flesh. It's time to stop living in your flesh and it's time to step into this spirit, child. We have to step into this spirit. Okay? So no more wild partying, no more drinking, no more fornicating, no more gluttony, no more sexual immorality, no more lying, no more stealing, no more of that, okay? That is what God is saying. And I'm going to take you to the fruits of the Spirit. And let's go to Galatians 5. So right, back to the next page. Um, okay, so let's start at verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. 
And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. So I'm about to give you the blueprint of the results that you have when you choose to follow your sinful nature. Very clear when you're in your flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, disassension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and all other sins like this, like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. So what God is saying right here is that it's, 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 it's time to draw that line in the sand, child. It's time for you to choose which side you are going to be on. Are you going to remain in your flesh where there's worship of idols, where there's jealousy? where there's envy, where there's drunkenness, where there's sexual immorality, where there's greed, where there's lust, where there's quarreling, where there's hostility, where there's sorcery, where there's division, where there's wild parties. Are you going to stay in that side? Or are you going to come into the kingdom, baby? Are you going to enjoy this joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? What are you going to do? Which one sounds like a better, better side to you? It's time to start weighing this thing with, with, a, with an honest scale and really think about, am I living a life in my flesh or am I being in the spirit with God? Because you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You are not going to inherit the kingdom if you are not bearing the correct fruit. Okay. God is, he, he is looking as we speak to see what fruit that you are bearing. And even in this word, he is giving you an opportunity to repent so you could produce good fruit. Okay. Jesus said, I believe it's in John chapter 15. He said, he is the vine and we are the branches. He said the, the, the branches cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in him. If he remains in you and his words remain in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from him, you can do nothing. Apart from Jesus Christ, you will accomplish nothing. One of my favorite things Jesus has said, child, is what does it profit a man to gain the world but lose his soul? What, what does it profit you? What does it profit you if you have everything your heart desires but you lose your soul? Hmm. Think about that one. Just, just think about that. Just think about that. I want to take you to Genesis chapter 18. Cause this is where the Lord really was like talking to me at last night. 
but I had to lay down that foundation for you. And um, a son is promised to Sarah. Now, it's the son of the promise, right? It's, it's, it's a, the son of the promise. God had made a covenant with Abraham that he was going to have a son child, right? Now, when things wasn't going his way, he had made an Ishmael. But I'm going to just, I'm a, I'm a just get to this and then I'll, you'll, you'll understand Ishmael in a second. The Lord again... The Lord appeared again to Abraham near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day, Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of his tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour kneaded into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out to the herd and chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and they roasted meat and he served it to the men. As they ate, Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife? The visitor asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you about this time next year and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. So I know y'all like, sis, what does this have to do anything without about bearing fruit? This has everything to do about bearing fruit because God had made Abraham a promise that he was going to have a descendant child that that was occupying land and he was going to have descendants as numerous as the stars, as numerous as the sand on the seashore child. And they were going to enter occupy the land. But the only way you were going to enter occupy this land is, is unless you become obedient to the voice of God. Unless you start to bear the right fruit. You're not going to be fruitful in this land. Because let me tell you something. We're going to get to what happens when you don't bear the right fruit. But God is making a promise with you today. He said he wants to give you the land. He wants to give you what he has promised your ancestor Abraham. But it's up to you if you are going to obtain the, the blessing. Are you going to take the blessing? What are you going to do? God is promising you a son this time next year. That means he's promising you fruit this time next year if you will take him up on his offer. What are you going to do? Okay. And said Sarah was. Sarah was listening to the conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time, and Sarah was long past the age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Then the Lord said to Abram, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, Can an old woman like me have a baby? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid. So she denied it saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did. You did laugh. So what God is making a promise to you today is it don't matter if nobody else in your family is a believer it doesn't matter if you do not know the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. It does not matter 
how much biblical wisdom you think that you have. It's not about none of that. God is saying, will you allow him to birth something through you? Will you allow him to do something through you, child? Will you give him your yes? Will you begin to bear fruit for his namesake? Will you begin to bear those fruits that we just talked about? Will you begin to show people the kingdom? Are you willing to do that for him? It doesn't matter with God. He's, he's showing you right here that he defies all the odds. It does not matter how old you are. It don't matter how young you are. Will you give God your yes? Will you begin to bear fruit for him? Okay. So I want to take you to the birth of Isaac, Genesis 21. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. So my God is a promise keeper. He don't make you a promise and not, and not allow it to come to pass. Y'all hear my dog barking? Cut it out, Mercy. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. Okay? And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised his son as God had commanded. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. Child. God is saying when you give him your yes, when you believe, when you choose to stand on his word, child, you will bear much fruit. His word is not going to return back to you void. Where God is speaking over you will not turn back void. He wants you to be a curse breaker daily. He wants you to show people the kingdom of heaven daily, child. So then we see the Ishmael. So we all have made Ishmael's. We all have made mistakes. We all have went before God. We all have done things like that. But God is saying that he still will bless it. He said he's still in the business of blessing your mistakes, child. But one thing God had really pointed out to me about Hagar is the bondage. She was bound because she's a, she's a slave. And Abraham was bond, like bound to the slave woman because they had a son together. But God set Abraham free from the bondage that he put himself in, right? So I was like, oh, God, that's good because I ain't never see it like that. Um, also, God was putting away the former things with Hagar when, when he sent Hagar away. He was removing the former things of Abraham because now, now the promise is being birthed, okay? And when the promise is being birthed, you can't miss the promise with the Ishmael. You can't have Isaac and Ishmael together. It don't matter. It don't, it don't go together. So you got to remove the former thing. And begin to step into the new. God will still use your past to bless you. But you have to remember that you're not them no more. Right? You're not that person no more. So I want to read you. I want to talk to you about Hagar. So it says, when Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, get rid of the slave woman and her son. He is not going to share the inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. That's that's the thing right there. You You can't be... 
bound to idol worship. You can't be bound to drunkenness. You can't be bound to envy and want to inherit the kingdom. You got to have one or the other. So you got to begin to slave, send the slave girl away, which means you have to start removing the bondages out your life. You got to start casting down these, these strongholds that have been keeping your family bound for years. And you got to begin to step into the new thing that God is doing. Make sense? She said she ain't having it. You got to get the mentality of Sarah. I'm not having it. I'm not going to be bound down like, like the generations of my family have been bound down. I'm not about to do that. I ain't about to do that at all. We're going to get rid of the former things, okay? And we're going to take up this new thing, okay? It says, this upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you, for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I also will make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son, because he is your son too. So we see that God was agreeing with Sarah. Like, you can't, you can't share, she, he can't have his inheritance. This is for the promised child. I see Ishmael over there. I see him. That's your son. I'm going to bless him. But you ain't mixing that with this one. So God will still use your past to bless you. He still will bless your past. You still can use your past for your good. You can still overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. But what you got to understand is you ain't bringing the past. You ain't bringing that, that old thing into the new. You can't bring that into the promise. You got to let that go. That's why he said nail everything to the cross. And follow him. Okay? And it says, So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food and a container of water, and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with her son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. See, that reminded me of um, when Jesus said, If you cling on to your life, you will lose it. But if you let, let your life go for, for his sake and the sake of the gospel, you will find it. Okay? And he said, If you can't give up a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, you are not worthy of being his. Okay? You're not worthy. So if you can't give up everything for Jesus, you're not worthy of being his. What means more to you? A life in the presence of God? Or being with your belongings and these people that's only for a moment, only for a, a second, a brief point of your life? Which one, which one makes more sense? Girl, you better give it up. If the Lord tells you to get something up, you better give it up. Because if you cling on to it, you're going to lose it. And you're going to lose your life. Okay? When the water was born, she put the boy in the shade of the bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about 100 yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called Hagar from heaven. So, you know, I feel like. A lot of people look at Hagar like the mistress. Like, oh, she was just the mistress. But Hagar was put up in a jacked up situation, okay? Like, Sarah is the one who was like, go sleep with Hagar, right? And she's just in a jacked up situation. Now, did she act perfect? Did she start acting brand new when she got pregnant? Yeah, she acted a little brand new. But she was put into a situation, okay? She was given to Abraham. And now she's just sitting there. Like, why is, like... Why is everybody turning on me when I was just thrown into it? She was only going along with what was happening. And a lot of you can feel like Hagar, that you're in the middle of the wilderness. And you're just like, God, what am I doing here? How am I going to survive here? 
I got sent away. What am I going to do? What am I going to do with my past failures? What am I going to do with my mistakes that I've made? What am I going to do with these predicaments I was put in? What am I going to do? But let me tell you how good my God is. It said, but God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him. For I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. So I was, when I was reading this, I was like, Lord, it's something about that well. Because I felt like he was like leading me to the well. Like, Lord, what are you talking about the well, right? And we know that Jesus is the living water and all who drink of him will not be thirsty no more, right? Come and take your drink, he said, because it's all free, right? So what the Lord began to open my, my eyes to see is that right now God is, and he's using my vessel to invite you into salvation. And... He's asking you, what are you afraid of? He hears you crying. He hears you crying out to him. He sent me here to comfort you and tell you that it's going to be okay. That we're going to get through this. That what is going on for your life will be used for your good. That God is going to use you and make you into a mighty nation. That is what it is. And then when the Lord began to talk to me about the well child. He said he's opening your eyes to the abundance he has for you and you will be able to drink freely, child. So this situation that you have been put in, you think that you're going to die there. But God is saying, I'm opening your eyes to abundance there. That same place that I have brought you to in lack. Now I'm going to open your eyes to abundance, child. I have set this for such a time as this. This is your time. And it says, and God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. So child, right there, dead part right there. God is, he is in the midst. God is within this thing, okay? God is right here, right now. I'm sitting in the very presence of God as we speak, child. And he sees you. He wants me to tell you that he sees you. He's heard you. He knows. He feels. He says, opening your eyes to see that the fact that he's here with you. He's opening your eyes to see the fact that your abundance is here. He's meeting you where you are at. You have been put in this situation. And although you thought it was for your bad, you are about to have an encounter with God that is going to end for your good. Okay? That's why your sister's here. Now, I want to take you to uh, Isaiah real quick. Isaiah 55. But I told you, Lord, he inviting you to salvation today. He asking you, do you want to be, do you want to become a part of the kingdom? Do you want to inherit the kingdom of God? Are you tired of being in your flesh? And do you want to come now into this spirit? Do you want the Holy Spirit to lead your life? Child, because let me tell you something. When you get a drink of this living water, mm, you will thirst no more. You ever wake up in the morning with your mouth dry or in the middle of the night, your mouth be mad, dry, like real dry, and you get that cup of water, child. I'm talking about that cup where, where it just like is glossy because it's just cold. Ooh, child. And you begin to drink it. Mm, 
And, and it just instantly, your mouth is just, just rehydrated. That is what God wants to do to your spirit. He's saying, if you come and drink, you will not be thirsty no more. You've been looking all over and you have found me. He said, I'm right here in the midst. I'm right now. I'm here in the midst among you. I am what you have been looking for. Mm, you hear him? He said, he is what you've been looking for. You done searched high and low for somebody to remove that pain out of you. You done searched high and low to receive your healing. You done searched high and low to find somebody that cares about you, to comfort you, to love you. And he says, you have stumbled upon me. <laughs> He's so good. He said, you done found him. You done slipped up and found a good thing. You done slipped up and walked up to the gates of heaven today. Do you want to receive salvation? Because I'm here to tell you, you, you can do it. Okay, I'm about to read it to you. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? So he's saying, why are you looking everywhere else but where I am? He's right among us. He's here in the midst. He is all that you need. That food not going to fulfill you. Them clothes is not going to fulfill you. That car is not going to fulfill you. That house is not going to fulfill you. Your finances is not going to fulfill you. It's having a right standing relationship with God, with Jesus Christ that will fulfill you, child. Okay? Um, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to display my power among the people? I made him a leader among the nations. You will also command nations you do not know. The peoples unknown to you will come running to obey because I, the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Once there were thorns and cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Mm, child. The Lord is inviting you into salvation today. And if you want some salvation, say, Jesus, come into my heart. I need salvation, Father God. I, forgive me for I am a sinner, Father God. I turn from my wicked ways and I choose to follow you in the name of Jesus. That's all you got to say to enter into your salvation, child. Because you invited. 
You invited. The Lord told me to come on here and invite you. You invited. Because we about to have a banquet and everything. God been like getting this, this table ready for me in the presence of my enemies. And you invited to my table. You can come sit. You can come eat with me if you want to. If you want to eat with me, you can. Okay? Or if you want your own table, just ask God to give you your own table. But I'm just saying, you're more than welcome. If you ever felt like you don't got nobody, you alone, you can come sit at my table. You can come sit right next to me at my table. And it's good. But <laughs> um, I want to take you to one more place because, I mean, I got to give you the whole word. I can't just give you the part of the word because some people don't want to receive salvation. And this is what, what happens to the people who don't want to receive salvation. Okay. We are going to go to Mark 11 verse 12. And I'm going to read. Jesus curses the fig tree. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. So there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat of your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Listen, it withered from the root. When he cursed it, it withered from the root. And what I want you to understand is that the Lord don't care what season it is. His word goes forth and it produces plenty of fruit. And if you receive his word in your heart, you will have the fruit when he comes to see. But if you don't have the fruit, you will be cursed and you will wither from the root. Right? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you that the kingdom of heaven is within you? Mm. That's in Luke chapter 17, verse 21. It says the kingdom of heaven, repent for your sins for the kingdom of heaven is among you. But also some manuscripts, the KJV says it's within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And for generations, this kingdom has been locked up because no one dared to tap into what was in them. Everything you need is already within you. This abundance that you are looking for is within you. This comfort you are looking for is within you. This acceptance you are looking for is within you. This confidence you are looking for is within you, child. This healing that you are looking for is within you. The kingdom of heaven is at the at your grasp. But nobody ever wants to tap in. Nobody ever wants to tap in, but God has chosen you to be the one in your generation to raise up and begin to tap into the kingdom of God. See, when I was reading Isaiah 55 just now, when he said that the heaven that the rain comes from the heavens, it made me think about Elijah when Elijah told Ahab, I believe, that it wasn't going to rain until he gave word because the, he knew the kingdom of heaven was within him. And when Elijah gave word, guess what? It began to rain because the kingdom of heaven is within you, child. I don't know if anybody ever told you that, but I'm here to tell you what today. The kingdom of heaven is within you, child. Tap into the kingdom of heaven within you. God has chosen you to reveal this to that the kingdom of heaven is within you. Everything is in your grasp. Nothing is too hard. Have you ever heard that the sky is the limit? No, now I'm telling you, baby, heaven is the limit. And where can you measure heaven? Where does heaven stop and where does it start? I'm telling you, heaven is your limit, child. Don't even say sky is the limit no more. Say heaven is the limit, child. 
You, you are limitless because with God, nothing is impossible. If you choose to surrender your life to God today, he will transform you, child. Just like he had told Elizabeth. Not Elizabeth well, Elizabeth too. Because Elizabeth, she another one. She's John the Baptist mom. But I'm thinking about Sarah right now. He told a woman that was all way past the age of giving birth that she was going to have a son. And guess what my God did? He did just like he said he would. And guess what else? If anything too hard for the Lord. Right now, I'm speaking to your spiritual womb, child. And I'm speaking life into that barren place if you will receive it in the name of Jesus. Listen, receive this word today in Jesus' name. And say, Lord, I accept your salvation. Be real with God. Some of you might be questioning, how do I know if Jesus is real? Ask him to show himself to you. Can I talk about it? I remember a long time ago, I was, because I've heard about him, but I never had seen them until that moment. I was like, I don't even know God real. And baby, you see, I'm on this podcast preaching to you that God is real because he showed me. You, 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 you going, you're not going to be able to see him if you keep your mouth shut. But when you open your mouth and you begin to Pre, well, you begin to pray. As I said, preach, but child, you is gonna want to preach after you find out that he, that Jesus is God. You going, you gonna be ready. But <laughs> while you finding out, once you get that revelation, it's gonna change your life. You're never gonna be the same because everything you've been looking for is already within you, and your whole life you have been taught that everything is within, was is, is outside of you. Everything is outside of your reach. But I'm here to defy. All the laws of gravity today. I'm here to come up against every stronghold spoken to your mind. I'm telling you, by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can receive salvation. And the kingdom of heaven is within you, child. I can tell you that boldly because it's the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. Tap into that thing. The Holy Spirit has been sent here to lead you into all truth. Just say, Holy Spirit, is, is, is my sister on with her beauty? Is she telling the truth? Has This whole time, have I been bamboozled? What's the truth? Ask him. And he was going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind because hasn't nobody ever told you this before. You thought that in your idols, in them carving images, in, in them statues, you thought that it was some power there and it ain't no power there. I'm here to tell you, ain't no power there. Ain't no power there. My God, Jesus Christ, he got all the power. Everything is under his authority, child. Everything has been placed under his authority. Okay, so that's the truth. I've came here to to come up against some principalities today by the blood of Jesus. Okay, that's what I've been sent here to do. I've been sent here to release a captive and to decree and declare that a prisoner shall be free today in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, all it all starts by receiving salvation, and you too can inherit the kingdom of God. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Let me pray for you. Mm. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for your salvation. I thank you for your life-giving spirit, Father God. I thank you for the word, Father God. I thank you for the blood of Jesus, Father God. Lord, I'm praying for your child mm, receiving this word. I pray that she gets such new revelation, Father God. I pray that the strongholds in her mind be, be loose her, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that it has to disintegrate in the name of Jesus. I come up against every idol worship by the blood of Jesus, Father God. 
I pray that she has new understanding of you, Father God. Give her, give her impartation. Give her a revelation that'll make her never be the same, Father God. Show her you, Father God. Show her your scars, Father God. Show her that it was you that died on the cross, Father God, and that you were raised up on the five, on the on the third day, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, show her the power in your name, in the name of Jesus. Show her that you are the I am that is I am. Show her that you are the first and the last. Show her that you are the beginning and the end, Father God. Lord, I'm just praying that you just give her mm, 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 an encounter with you that would leave her never the same. That all she all she will do is become a slave to, to Christ, Lord, because I just want this impartation. I want this, this encounter with you to shift her life, Father God. And I pray that she receives your salvation. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Father God, I just want to thank you. I want to honor you and I want to praise you, Father God. Because it's in your name. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Sis, go ahead and ask the Lord to reveal himself to you because I feel it in the spirit. It's something stirring within you, child. And God is really to, he's ready to release what is stirring within you. Just give him your yes. Just say, Lord, show me if you are real. Mm. And I come up against every lie that has been spoken to your mind in the name of Jesus. And I tell that enemy to be silenced today in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus around you. I, I pray that I had your protection will be placed around you in the name of Jesus and that the Lord will set you on a Holy Ghost fire child that you will begin to consume with that fire in your bones like Jeremiah said child about the kingdom of God okay because I know I know after you get this encounter with God you will never be the same you might have heard about him you might have heard about him, but you ain't never see him. But baby, you about to see him. <laughs> so prepare yourself, okay? I love you so, 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 so much. You already know it's the time where I'm about to give you my little, you know, down at the bottom description. If you would like to um, email me, my email is down there. All my social medias is down there. Get, um, start following me because I told you about the pop-up like a thief in the night. So be ready so we can have... Um, these lives on all these social media platforms, so we can just be lit for the Lord. I need to, I need to, I need to call something that lit for the Lord. That's our real cute lit for the Lord. Um, but what else is down there? If you would like to support within her beauty, my cash at Venmo and to support me is $9.99, $4.99, If you would like to support this podcast, just kick the link at the bottom and it will lead you to do so. I thank you for your generosity and I will be praying a sevenfold, hundredfold blessing over everything that is given in the name of Jesus. Um, what else is down there? Um, I already said the emails. Oh, within her beauty's website is coming very, 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 very soon. So be on the lookout for that because it's going to be within her beauty merch, but also on within her beauty's website, it will be one-on-one meetings. So if you feeling like Nicodemus, come book you with me and okay. And we will get revelations that's just strictly for you. It's a live Zoom call. It will be for one hour. One hour. And you can just 
get this new oil that you need, child, with this new salvation you're receiving. You're going to need the oil, okay? And I'm willing to allow the Lord to use this vessel to fill you up, child. I want your cup to overflow, okay? Because I'm telling you, once you take a sip of Jesus, you ain't thirsty no more. Once you see the power in the name of Jesus, you ain't going to be thirsty no more. You Listen, you're going to be like, how can I serve you? <laughs> That's exact. I would not be sitting here on this podcast if I did not have an encounter with Jesus for myself. That I just want to serve Him because He's so good, <laughs> just so good, and I want you to know how good He is. Like I, girl, I'm willing to take the kingdom of heaven to the ends of the earth because He is worth it, child. He is worth it. Okay. So I'm really gonna let you go. I love you so 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 much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.